Hey, Goju Nation, how are you? How are we? How are we? Uh, this year is the 30th anniversary of the song I was just humming, and I'll let you guys figure that one out. Uh, if you're in, your, if you're on your C game, that one's easy to figure out. Just want to give it a little bit of flowers by humming it when it gets started. How are we, Goju Nation? Uh, industry rule number four thousand eighty. My name is Tally. You have me by myself. Audio podcast. You know what that means. You will get something. Qualify, verify, and certify. I hope the summer's treating you guys well. <laughs> You're gonna blink, and it's gonna be November. You're gonna say, "Damn, the holidays are here again." Uh, but it happens just like that. Um. I'm going to get directly into it. I got a few things to talk about. So, whew. Well, I'll just tell a little small story before I get started. Um, You know what, what warmed my soul uh, this week? And, and I'll get into some a little bit later on today. I saw RZA. RZA was in town this week. Rhea. Maria. She was in town. And um, she really oh, always, I don't want to say always, but. She's a little pain in my ass too, but uh, she warmed my soul with something that we did that weekend that just reminded me of why she's uh she's the RZA. <laughs> just oh man, just does my heart good, man. It was good. That 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 was good, and uh, also a couple people put some energy into me again, uh, just by reminding me of. Uh, my value and my worth, as well as just being interested in me for how I am and what's going on with me, which I think is uh, just refreshing. You need that in your life. You need, uh, the word is not validation because it's not about necessarily your accomplishments, although it is based upon, you know, what arena you're in and what you're doing, but just the validation that as you being here, that you are valued, all right, and you are uh, necessary um, for yourself and for people around you. Um, I'll leave that there. I won't overthink that. Um, so, are you ready? The Q, the Q, the Q, the Q. All right, here's what goes under qualified. Um, and I'm, uh, let's see if one take talent could take care of this. Uh, James Todd Smith. James Todd Smith. Uh, better known to us all as LL Cool J. Um, I just want to take a moment to stop, and I want you guys to realize uh, in the current space of what he's focused on right now, especially being that uh, there's the writer's strike and the actor's strike, so the acting aspect what he's dealing with is a little bit on hold. Um, he has delved, uh, as he already has, but even more so because he has the time. Uh, he's delved feet, arms, and body first into uh, 
uh, his radio station on Sirius XM, Rock the Bells Radio. But I want you guys to take a step back and just appreciate what I'm about to tell you here. Um, this, I believe it's this weekend, uh, the Rock the Bells Festival is happening and it's in year number two. And it's officially become an event uh, similar to, say, what also happens here on the East Coast, like the Puerto Rican Day Parade or the Thanksgiving Day Parade or uh, the World Series when the Yankees are in it, <laughs> uh, things of that nature. Um, this thing has major significance in this city. And what he has done with this platform by making sure that the hip-hop culture is being given its flowers and not giving its flowers like it's an award ceremony but giving its flowers as if this is normal this is what should be happening on a consistent basis is what this point is um you had to ask you have artists that like us you have artists trying to remain relevant to an audience that is half their age damn near third their age to certain extents because to be honest with you there weren't many other mediums for these artists once their roles as rappers stopped so for example um if you were the temptations in the 60s you're still doing shows here in 2023 and you still have income that you are garnering. Um, the royalty rates are still paying you. And your legacy carries you past your prime years as a recording artist. Not the same with hip-hop. It was more of a discarding of who the culture represented and on to the next and what's happening now or what's happening lately. Um... So if you were a pioneer group, crash crew, shoot B, <laughs> uh, Fearless 4, uh, Treacherous 3, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious 5, uh, Funky 4 Plus 1, um, groups of that nature, Sugar Hill Gang. Once your time passed, it was kind of like here today, gone tomorrow. And those were the pillars of which the culture stands on. And LL Cool J has come back around to come get them is the best way I can say that, to say you will not be forgotten and you will be, uh, you will get the flowers you deserve and the roles that you have presented with what you have done. And that's one of the things the Rock the Bell Festival has become because in the show, basically every generation outside of being very honest the current current generation is being represented and so that goes back to the pioneers to i'll say 90s rap right because swiss beats and friends is on the show uh and then you have grandmaster kaz and dougie fresh and slick rick on the show as well too um, but this thing is being marketed and promoted like a taylor swift concert and that might be the biggest aspect that speaks to why this is important. Also, what he's done, he's given these rappers jobs with the radio station. Grandmaster Kaz and Shah Rock uh, have, a radio, have, a, have a radio show. Um, Too Short has a radio show. Bun B has a radio show. Um, 
based upon different genres and different timelines, other pioneer rappers have shows on this area. So they're getting paid as well, too. So it continues. Roxanne Shantae has a show on the Rock the Bells. So it, 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 it pays homage to the craft by giving his flowers, but it's also paying them and giving them money and finances and, and, and a second or third act in their careers where that didn't even exist or, or other radio stations or other uh, arenas didn't even know how to go about to deal with them properly. They just said, you're done and we're moving on to something else. Now, this is something that I'm going to give a, 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 a special sidebar effect to. Um, this also is relevant because of how financially successful LL Cool J has been. Also, how financially successful other rappers have been because money speaks to relevance. So, you know, why do we talk about Warren Buffett? We wouldn't. We talk about Warren Buffett because of how much money he makes. Okay, think about that for two seconds. Um, you know, we talk about, um, what's my friend's name? What's my friend's name? Uh, the financial, Susie Orman. And she's popular because Susan Orman teaches people how to make money. So that's why she's relevant. Otherwise, we'd, she'd be an older person that would fall in the same category of why they're even relevant. So what I'm saying is that when Jay-Z becomes a billionaire, it speaks to the potential of what can happen being in this industry. Uh, LL Cool J, I believe, is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, I know Nas is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, or in that arena, maybe 60, I don't know, we'll figure it out. But um, that's all due to the fact that they've made great careers financially based upon their great careers as artists. So the financial backbone of LL Cool J makes people stand up because they know there's money in his arena of what he represents. Now, what he has shown is that he can make money not just as an artist, but through this culture and building upon that. So as the Rock the Bells Festival is doing its thing this weekend, excuse me, I'm pretty sure you've heard about it in all different ways, shapes, and forms. Um, there is a, there is flowers to be given to James Todd Smith based upon uh, what he has done. And I wanted to make sure that was being stated. Um, so uh, salute. Uh, to James Todd Smith, a.k.a. LL Cool J, for giving the legacy of hip-hop an extended uh, value and timeline based upon his platform, Rock the Bells Radio. Um, and he, he promotes it um, properly. And because he's the artist that he is and full-grown, it just makes sense. Um let me see what else I have on the qualified. Mm. They're in your eyes. In your eyes. In your eyes. Oh, that's such a good song. They're in your eyes. Let me see what else has this artist done. Oh, oh. oh, 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 oh make me feel like whoa. Um, and now she's got a new song out as uh, Snow Allegra. Now we haven't heard the album yet. You haven't. I mean the album. You guys know what I mean. If you haven't heard the album, the album makes you say, mm. "Man." And, and, and I've had this conversation with Quan before, and I've had this conversation with a few other people. But you know when it's the, the album. When it's the, the album, the world gravitates towards that project. 
Taylor Swift's last album, Gravitation, Renaissance, Beyonce, Gravitation, uh, going back a bit, uh, Miseducation, Lauryn Hill, Gravitation, because the full project speaks to everyone and sells on its own. No promotion, no pushing necessary because the stuff is just good. So bringing it back to Snow Allegra, she has had a lot of nice songs and songs that speak relevancy to R&B, R&B radio, and to her R&B bass. But she hasn't made the album yet. Okay, um, She has a new song out called Sweet Tea. And Sweet Tea is uh, it's more piano slash acapella, more so than R&B bass. Think John Legend. Um, and uh, what's good about this song is that the writing is real song. She has a line, and I'm a do my thing. She goes, my dreams ain't sweeter than you. Act like that's how sweet the individual is, like sweet tea. My dreams ain't sweeter than you. So it, it's a good song. It's a good song. Now, what it does, and we talked about this last podcast with uh, Janae Aiko, is that what it does is it lets the bass know I'm back and I'm activated and I'm coming with another project and this song is good. This song is good for her bass. For her bass. I'm going to repeat. It's not going to break any radio records. But it's good for her bass. Now we've been waiting for a new project from her. And we'll see if she gets this one right. This is album three or album four. That's in her docket. And we're just going to hope and pray that. No, I'm not going to hope and pray. I am confident that Snow Allegra is going to bring the project this time. Not just a song or two on the project. Make me feel like, whoa. Um, that's amazing that I got through that, that easily. Uh, that's the cue. That's what's qualified. A couple things for you there. That's the cue. Um, no, no albums to speak about. I'll get to you. If it's one, I'll get to you. <laughs> and the V, and the V, and the V, and the V. Ah, it's getting to verify. This one's going to take a little bit of energy. Left turn. I asked... Goju Nation, last podcast, Kate Francis, Jessica Hooks, okay, Caitlin Francis, Jessica Hooks, look them up, see what they're doing, I want you guys, on YouTube, I want you guys to see what they were doing, and the reason why I want you to see what they were doing, because it opens up a conversation, which goes into a lot of different parts, about how prepared uh, we need to be, in the case of an emergency and how prepared our culture is not at this point in time because they talk a big game, but they don't have big plans or big organization. And it is a joke. And other cultures are laughing at us when it comes to this because it's not even on our radar. There's one thing that our coaches professional at, they're professional shoppers, they're professional talkers, but not professionally activated outside of making that money that gets them their physiological needs. So they can get themselves a job, they can talk themselves to a job, okay? But once you have that job, what are you doing to ensure that you and yours, outside of retirement, is being taken care of. And we spoke about like how situation awareness is not being very much uh, employed. And we'll get to that of how to do that. And I mentioned to you that the men 
how, you know, walking around in, in, uh, in slippers and socks as if there's a confidence there that you're going to be okay. But what happens if something jumps off or something happens in real time or you go to the movies and somebody wants to act the fool and you're walking around in your socks and your slippers? That speaks right there. It's a, it's a telltale sign you're not prepared for what may happen if something happens. Now, I'm not saying to walk around in Timberlands. Well, you can. I'm just saying walk around like you got some awareness of if something happens, you know what to do. Now, what I'm going to talk about today is something I spoke to Telly about. Now, I knew the answer to this. I absolutely knew. All right, but I want to see what Telly would tell me in reference to this particular topic. Let me just give you today a step, not all the steps, a step that anybody within this earshot can do and needs to do. And I'll explain why with each individual situation. Well, not situation, uh, diagnosis. Not diagnosis, but breakdown. How about that? Okay. You're going to need two bags. And I spoke to you last podcast about me having a bag that has everything in it. Right? And it's my, that bag is probably, nah, we'll get to me in a minute. Um, this bag is called a bug out bag. Right? A bug out bag. And what a bug out bag is, is... In case something happens, you have something that can hold you down for the next 72 hours, three days or so, until you can get to help or help can get to you. Um, Telly, what did Telly tell me? Telly told me that it's also, a bug out bag is also known as a go bag or a 72-hour kit. It's a portable emergency kit that contains essential items. To sustain you for a short period of time during an emergency situation or evacuation. Here's what's in it. Okay. But let me give, before we talk about what's in it, let me talk why. Okay. Uh, there was a situation at Times Square where a, uh, a, a, uh, a content influencer that has a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, fans and supporters and followers basically announced that they would be going to Times Square and giving away PlayStation 5s. And I'm not sure if he meant it as a joke or if he meant it as a significant situation. But what happened was is that it was a Times Square or Washington Square Park. Anyway, it was somewhere in Manhattan. And what ended up happening is you had 2,000 people, teenagers, who showed up looking for those PlayStations. And when those PlayStations didn't appear, they went batshit. They were upset because they were lied to. They've been bamboozled. They've been hoodwinked. <laughs> For those that watched uh, Malcolm X. Um, and they were not happy. So they started wrecking the area. Turning over cars, kicking in car windows, stomping, basically rioting because they were not told the truth. That would be an emergency situation if you went downtown that day. And you need to get out of that mob or get to a place of safety where you can do what you need to do to be okay. And that happened out of nowhere. That's why you have, quote, a bug out bag. Now, I'm going around this a little bit because I just want to give you guys scenarios because I just want to inform you as best I can. Now, for me, I would have that bag on my person regardless. That's why I have it. 
Okay, but in theory, the bug out bag is the bag you have by the front door in the closet in case something happens. You can just grab it, walk out the door, and go. Or you have it in your car, so you grab it, drive away, and go. Or you have it nearby in your work office, so if something happens downtown, you grab it and you go. That's why it's called a bug out bag. Now here's what's in it, yeah, and here's and and I and this this stuff is easily accessible and attainable. It's not a survival website thing that you can do. All right, these things are accessible. You can get from REI. You need a flask. No correction. You need water. You need to have water on you. Um, for natural reasons, our bodies are, we know much percentage of our bodies are of water, okay? Have it in a flask, that's what I do. I have it in a flask that is waterproof and it doesn't spill and the bag doesn't get wet and I tend to uh, refill it on a consistent basis. Um, it just makes common sense to get your hands on some water. Have some non-perishable food. Energy bars is a good hustle to have. Uh, things of that nature. Um, if you have kids, give them Snickers, okay? Um, but it's not to be eaten because you're snacking like you're hiking. It's to be eating in case you have to be away from food for a long amount of time. You have something that you could put in your system. Uh, dry fruits, trail mix. Um, you know, even if, if you're a survivalist at a certain level, you can have like canned goods, right? Because you should have a can opener because you got something else that you have that takes care of that. Um, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, you need a portable first aid kit. You need something. I, I keep that in my bag at all times because you never know if you're going to get injured coming out of that mob that was downtown looking for those PlayStation 5s. And you can't get, and, and because you can't get to an urgent care or a hospital or your mother ain't there to take care of it because she doesn't have a medicine cabinet in the house, you have this on you at all times. Man. Um, you're going to need a multi-tool. We'll get into that in a little bit beforehand. Swiss Army knife. You need a reliable flashlight where you keep, you know, with some batteries in it. Uh, it's good to have a whistle. It's good to have a whistle so you can uh, draw attention to yourself in case you're in danger. Um, you These things you probably can have in your iPhone or your, or your, or your, um, your mobile phone. Uh, compass, a map. Um, and this one's important too, especially if you bug out bag. If it's something that happens, like you know, like 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 in a, like a, you have to leave your house for two or three days for an evacuation period. Let's say it's a major storm, they tell you to leave your house for a couple of days because of the area. Make sure you have a, a a waterproof bag or a, a compartment where you keep your important documents, uh, proof of insurance, identification, uh, emergency contacts. If in case something happens to you, you're incapacitated to. People can see this information, and these good Samaritans will definitely contact the right people and make sure that you're okay. Um, also, what you need in today's day and age, you need a battery pack for your electronics. Um, there are solar ones that happens that you charge it up initially, and then um, you use it outdoors, and the solar panel recharges it. And you want to keep that for your phone, your electronics, and that you have. Uh, that you keep with you on a consistent basis because that's real in this today's uh, day and age. Um, you also uh, want to have some uh, cash in small denominations. You never know if you have to, you know, grab something real quick from a convenience store or just from somebody. You want to have some quick cash uh, just on your person so you are viable out in these streets. Cash is king, right? Um, 
And then you need something for your personal defense. Because if you're in that mob, right, you need some pepper spray. Um, you need something like that to get people off of you, <laughs> okay? Uh, that multi-tool will have something in there for you as well, too, if you have a good one that you can use to protect yourself. And if you um, and if you uh, watch Katie and, and Jessica, you know what else you can have upon you. You can have, you know, if, if it's legally and licensed, um, you can have a firearm on you, okay? You can still carry. You have something on you that if there's an issue, you can say there's not really an issue. You just need to move on, all right? Because your issue, is, your, your, that's your issue. Your concern is to de-escalate the issue and have it away from you. Not for you to escalate the issue, you have to be involved and deal with it. And if you have the proper defense upon you, um, predators will just say, I'll work with something else. I'll go find some other sheep because they'll know that you, based upon uh, this dialogue, will be more of a wolf because you'll have what you need to be prepared. Um, what's also necessary, but not as I call it optional, necessary is the wrong word. What's optional that you have as well, too, because you can get to this. Uh, in today's day and age, eh, but you know, it's just it's it's not wrong to have. I would, I, me personally, I'm a, I have the first few things we spoke on me or around me very close. These things I probably would keep in my car. Okay, um, that's probably what I would do. Um, you want to have something to speak for shelter, uh, blanket, tarp, compact sleeping bag. Sun provides some warmth and some shelter for you if, you have, if you're going to be out in the elements during this time frame. Uh, you want something clothes changeable-wise because you'll know what environment you're going to be in. Um, again, these things you can get from REI, uh, which would keep you kind of multifaceted. Because when I'm saying clothing, I'm not saying your winter clothes or your summer clothes. I'm saying layers of clothing and something to change into if necessary. Um, but I'm speaking more environmental. Uh, rain gear. Uh, a good pair of boots, um, a hat if a, you know a good hat if you're going to be out in the in the elements, um, extra pair of socks, underwear, you know that type of stuff. But again, stuff I'll keep in the car. Um, and men will not deal with this as much as women will, but they both can because it's more survival orientated. You want some hygiene, personal hygiene items. Uh, you know, they have this that this this is where you go to the section in Target and get all of these things. Okay, uh, travel size toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, uh, some hand sanitizer, which I'm pretty sure everybody has on them at this point in time in life. Um, and if you're a woman, you need something for your menstrual. And, um, you know, something like wet wipes in case you have to be outdoors and you have to use the facilities or make facilities. You want something to kind of take care of that as well, too. Wet wipes for your hands as well, too. Um, toilet paper, but wet wipes can kind of cover them both. Um, and also, once you have these things, it's good to check, um, uh, re-up, <laughs> okay, um, and make sure all these items are in a good condition, uh, relevant to your specific needs, because you may have a health condition, we need something for your meds, um, and know what those expiration dates are, you need a good sturdy bag, um, to, um, to keep yourself in play. There are certain bags that if you, uh, have these types of bags... It indicates to other survivalists that you're a survivalist. And if you're out and about, you kind of bond over stuff like that because they see you know what to do um, within that viable aspect of um, what has to happen. Um, that's the bug out bag. Now, 
there's another kind of bag I not. And that's why I said my bag's kind of a combination of both. It's called a go to hell bag. Uh, Telly tells me of. It's also known as a get home bag. It is usually intended to assist someone in safely returning home during a crisis or emergency situation. It's tailored to be carried on a daily basis or kept in a workplace or vehicle. See, I mentioned that before. And if you're stranded in a disaster zone, experiencing transportation disruptions, or facing personal safety threats, this is what I mentioned before. When you have Hurricane Sandy, when you have COVID, and you can't go back home or you can't get home, 9-11, <clears throat> you need that go-to-hell bag, okay? You need that go-to-hell bag, all right? And um, here's what's in the go-to-hell bag, which includes everything in the bug-out bag. Um, and they specifically tell you to have, like, a backpack or a very sturdy bag, and again, we talked about that teeny bit, man. REI has all of that, okay? I'm going to give you guys a hint. Offspring. Look that up, dig that up, and let that benefit you. Make sure that bag also is environmentally uh, safe. So, for example, if you're in a trouble situation or a stressful situation, you don't want your go-to-hell bag to be purple or orange or yellow. Easily identifiable. You want it to be black, dark blue. Uh, for men or women, you want it to be beige, camo, uh, camo, stuff like that. So that way, uh, when you have to, you know, when you need to be a little bit stealth or don't want to be a target or don't want to be food, you have what you need, but you're not walking around saying, here I am, come get me. So in conjunction with all the things I mentioned earlier that you need from your bug out bag, this bag is also going to have something significant with communications and it's not necessarily your iphone you need to be able to communicate on a very grassroots basic level now it is your mobile phone okay but what i will also suggest is you get a two-way radio with extra batteries because when all else fails right if we're in a disaster situation what will always communicate and work is radio always always this is what I mean when I say, you know, survival ain't for the cute. Okay? You want to be cute, you're not going to survive. Okay, So you have to kind of have these things saying, this is what I need so I can be okay. All right? That's you know, so why a good pair of tough sneakers, a good pair of good boots, we have to get out that house. Okay, not, not, not Comfort comfort is a secondary to a certain extent, and cute is off the table completely. So if you're here to be cute during this conversation... You might as well just turn off this podcast right now and go listen to something else. Go listen to a Cardi B song and leave me alone, right? Because when I talk about two-way radio, that is significant because that's something that you don't think you need, but you absolutely have to have because when everything goes down, when the grid goes down, you still will be able to communicate by radio. You're going to need a, fall, you're gonna need a, a fire starter. Uh, matches is tough, but you're going to need a lighter. Um, they have these big, they have these small small uh, torches which light up real quickly um, that uh, you can light with butane which will also be in your go to hell bag uh, get you a Zippo lighter um, those things are very helpful as well too because you're going to need some fire <laughs> okay because uh, if you're in that emergency shelter which is next you want to be warm if you have to know how to make a fire or be in a place where you have to light up some paper and keep yourself warm or some wood, whatever the case, to keep yourself warm. You're going to need some fire to get that going. Um, 
we spoke about, like I said before, personal hygiene, extra clothing, map, whistle, a spare pair of keys. Okay, for any other necessary locks. So in case uh, you have those made. So if you are in a position where you are with uh, your other survivalist, um, they can go where you can go because you're all in the same plight, if you will. And um, it's just a smart thing to have so you have access to all your accesses. Um, that speaks to, you know, keys to, you know, to, uh, keys to uh, your banks. You know, if you have one of those boxes, uh, that works as well, too. Um, again, check these things out. Make sure they're in good condition. Check their expiration dates. And um, bonus, bonus necessities for the go-to-hell bag. And I spoke to each one of these things. I asked you guys last time, um, do you even know what you're going to need if everything went down and we had to start over? If, if, if we had to, you know, if we had to, if it was just wilderness and we had to start over, do you know the things that you have to have? to survive um and i spoke about a couple of things within the go to hell bag and the bug out bag um, you're gonna need fire you're gonna need water you're gonna need rope and you're gonna need a knife um if you go someplace and you hunt fish or you have to cook the fish to cook the fish you're gonna need fire if you are going to survive as a human being, you're going to need sanitized water. Otherwise, your body will dehydrate and you will die. If you're going to cook any food that you catch and or hunt, you're going to need to cut it up so that you can eat it. Because you can't eat a pig's hoof or a fish scale. So you're going to need a knife. <laughs> right? And if you don't have, let's say you have to fish to go get some food. How are you getting the fish? You're not a bear. You're not going to stick your, fan, your hand upon and grab the fish. You're going to need something resembling rope. So you can use the rope combined with the knife to create a makeshift fishing pole so that you can catch food. Or create knots so that you can trap food. Now, once you found yourself food, you're going to need shelter if you're a plural group. And to need shelter, you're going to have to cut things down to build things up. You're going to need a good knife. That's why you need the multi-tool. I'll stop there. It just makes too much common sense. And everything I spoke about, you can get at an REI right now to make sure you're good. And one of the things I, I say on my, uh, I put on my social media page, I, I, I'm known to inspire people and known to motivate people. And I can speak personally that once I was told, thank you, General Poe, about making sure a, a bug out bag or a go to hell bag was in my life, I haven't had, I, I don't go anywhere without it. I have it in my life consistently. And the funny thing is, or more interesting thing is that, let me see, RZA uh, and Morgan family, which consists of uh, Raekwon, I may, I may have motivated, as I was taught to me, 
the relevance of it. I may have motivated five to six to seven other people that they now have one. Now, they don't keep it as close to them as I do. And part of it's subconscious because they know I have mine. <laughs> but uh, they recognize the reality of it. I had a friend of mine. Oh, this happened. This actually happened to RZA. RZA went camping. And uh, I told her about and And RZA is, a, RZA is a beautiful woman. Married, three kids. But beautiful woman. And uh, she was out in the woods. And they had to deal with some circumstances. And she had her bag. And her bag was cute. It's a cute color. And she realized when they had to go out in the woods that she might get spotted. And she instantly says, damn it, my bag's too light in a color. And she instantly went and got a darker bag. And this is how my Wu-Tang Clan works. And loved me enough where she got me one too. She wanted to make sure it was the right one based upon my experience. And she got herself one and got me one too, which I thought was amazing. So this is not something that's optional that you should have in your life. It's necessary to have in your life. Because you've been warned, especially on the East Coast, you've been warned twice. You've been warned three times, actually. Because you had the bomb at the World Trade Center. You had 9-11. Excuse me, four times. You've had, you had Hurricane Sandy. And you had COVID. So if those four things didn't let you know that times can get real crazy. And you need to be prepared for the crazy. Then you're just not listening. And... I want my culture to be informed. I repeat, I say some things, and it's going to get worse, that are harsh and offensive. And they're not intended to be harsh and offensive. They're intended to inform you so that you are prepared. And when I have these conversations with the people close to me, they resonate when they get into certain areas. Next thing you know, you see them with their survival stuff as well, too. So I implore you, Goju Nation, to not... Act as if this is an option. Um, it's a priority. And instead of going to get that bag and then going to get those jeans and going to, you know, buy other luxuries, um, just do a little bit of both. Like start like, you know, start with the four start, start with the option start with the priority four. Start with the fire, water, knife, and the rope. And the knife is a multi-tool. Okay? Um, those things are on me at those four things are on me at all times. All times. I have all four things. Um, I have my lanyards. We'll talk about it a little bit more about what those things are. But, um, you know, get you a multi-tool when you go and go and go shopping for clothes. Okay? Go get you, go, go, go get you a good... Zippo lighters are not expensive. Okay? These torches are at these, at these uh, local marts when you go driving around the countries. These one-stops. These, these, one these things are easy to find. Um, just, just please take heed of what that is and I know I took a little bit of time with that but it's verified it is absolutely verified and that's what you need and the C and the C and the C and the C certified alright should I get into a yeah we'll, we'll do it this way it is very very important for you as an individual As you, in adulthood, as you're adulting, because life will be lifing, and when it happens, it becomes very, it gets a little bit heavy. It gets a little bit tough mentally and emotionally to maintain. And your survival instincts in this way kick in as an animal, 
or as a mammal by just doing what you need to do to make sure that you're okay. You might not prioritize it the way that you should, but you definitely are attacking it the way you need to. But here's what you need to do, because this happened to me twice this week, once in a good way and once in a, oh my God, I can't do this anymore kind of way. Make sure that you are taken care of initially before you start a process for someone else. Saying it a second time, make sure you are taken care of initially before you start a process for yourself. Because nature and humans are wired to take if you put out. For example, this is what I'm saying, we're animals. If you put out water, the dog will drink it. The dog won't look at you and say, what are you doing? The dog will drink it. If you go to somebody's house and you put out food, you will eat it. You will not sit back and say, is this healthy or is this not healthy? You will eat it because it's provided. And if you have a situation and somebody has a way to make it happen or go to you, you will go to them instinctively and say, we need to do this. You should do this. And they don't say, should I pay you for your time? Should I pay you for your effort? Should I pay you for your resources? Should I pay you for your knowledge? You sit back and, and, they, and they go at you to get it. So let me speak about two examples of one that I did, one that I am doing, one that I'm no longer doing. So a friend of mine reached out to me and we had some business situation we're working on. So I was sending him some money and I was talking to him about what we need to do um, as a collective, you know, moving things forward. And he sends me a, basically a bunch of swatches of cloth, of a clothing line. And he says, yo, we need to find some investors. And that's not what he meant. He meant, I need you to use your relationships to find us an investor. Now watch this. There's no contract. There's no advance. There's no promissory note. There's no, here's your percentage, and we do an old school handshake. There's no, here's what we got for you. It's a, yo, we need, we, yo, yo, we need, we need to find uh, an investor. So what he basically was asking me to do was to use my resources and to use my relationships to help this situation along without anything in place saying, here's what your role is. Here's how you will be taken care of. So I shut it down immediately and says, I do not have the bandwidth for this. I do not have the time for this. And this is not something I am interested in. And this does nothing for me. This is what you want me to do as a potential hustle hoping it turns into money. Do you know how much time and sweat equity is put into working to find an investor that you have no money with first before you get to the money? So you have to be in a position where you are okay there to do something like that. So he totally disregarded me being taken care of. He just wanted me to start the process, initiate the process and say, I got this. That hustle mentality is not for me and I'm no longer doing that. No longer doing that. What you learn as you get older, you may not know what to do, but you will absolutely know what you will not do. <laughs> oh, man. So here's another circumstance of which I got a phone call. Absolutely, I'm going to say this out loud because it speaks to the wonderful relationship that I have from Riz's dad. And Riz's dad called me with a business opportunity. And as he was discussing it with me, he literally was saying step by step, 
here is where the triggers are for you financially here's where the triggers are for success here's where the triggers are of your involvement speak to me about what you think about the circumstance speak to me about you feel about the viability of the circumstance speak to me about your resources that you could pull to the circumstance and how much they are going to cost speak to me about um timelines that make sense for you so we don't waste each other's time two-thirds of the conversation was making sure that i was taken care of within my role before we even started getting into what the process is of the circumstance. So for that one, I am activated. It is very simple. If somebody reaches out to you and says, yo, you know what we could do? You just stop them right there and says, nope, I don't know what we can do. Because I do not know what my role is and how I'm going to be taken care of for you. must start with this, know what we can do. Know what we should do? Nope, I do not know what we should do because I do not know, know what my role is and how I'm going to be either compensated, taken care of, or be okay within this situation. So I'm not going to do it. And I'm no longer subscribing to that. I'm also no longer subscribing to people having opinions and people not having action items to activate and be a part of it. I told this to a friend of mine a long time ago. Y'all need to write this down, Goju Nation. Write this one down. Ideas require bodies. Say it again. Ideas require bodies. Don't come to me and say what we can do and then say, I'll talk to you later. Come to me and say what we can do and how you are going to be involved in what you are going to do within that circumstance. Don't call yourself doing me a favor by handing off an idea. What you also handed off was the circumstances, the logistics, the finance, and the details have to be worked out for it to happen. That now is on me because you think you did me a favor by saying, this is a great idea. If you really, really, really want to explore our relationship and it being a great relationship, make sure it's reciprocal and resourceful. I've said it a couple more times. I'm going to say it in four languages next. Come to the table being prepared to work. Don't come to the table and saying, can I have some food? Oh, by the way, thank you. Oh, and here's what you can do. Hell, I can do that all damn day. Actually, I just did that when I spoke to you about the bug out bag and I spoke to you about the go to hell bag. I'll tell you what you can do. But it's more of what you need to do. And that's more of a survival thing, more so in the hustle thing. So there's a dynamic set that makes it a little bit different. But hustle for you. Make sure you are okay at the core of what's initially being discussed before you take on starting the process or getting involved in utilizing your resources. And your relationships. And if you're using your resources in your relationships, you make sure they're using theirs too. Because here's something I'm no longer doing too. And this is me speaking straight from the heart on this one. I'm no longer using my relationships to help you out. Because I've had people literally either take the relationship as if it is theirs. And not respect the fact that I bust my ass to build that relationship. Or they've taken that relationship and they botched it. And what I used to be able to do, I have to now fight to do again. The, the one phone call I had to make now has to be three phone calls because you forgot you botched when you asked me to help you out with this person. You told me, can I can you, can you reach out to your friend? Can you reach out to your person and tell them to help me out with this? And I said, all right, I got you. And you messed it up. So you bring your relationship to the table. That's how much you care about the situation. Bring your stuff to the table as well too and utilize it. 
Man, I can have another 10 minutes on that one. I'm going to let that one go. I'm going to wrap this podcast up with this one, man. Uh, I'm going to start. I, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm in as I'm doing mine to listening to other podcasts. So almost like this other area, the Q. I'm going to do this in the C. Um, the Set is a podcast about revisiting the crime that was happening at the 30th Precinct in Harlem in the late 80s, early 90s, I want to say. Probably more the early 90s when Giuliani was mayor. Um, and I think Richard Bratton came in to be the police the police commissioner. So very good podcast. Ten parts. It speaks to uh, illegal crime. Well, crime is illegal. That was redundant. Um, it speaks to police involvement in crime and how the precinct became very corrupt and corrupt to its core at the 30th Precinct, which was in Harlem, New York. Very good podcast. It's called The Set. Um, I recommend highly, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'll give some more of those to you when I get down the line. I think I'm done, Goju Nation. I think I've spoken enough today. And I did a lot of speaking. <laughs> Gotham Jungle, Gotham Jungle, Gotham Jungle. Uh, what are we on? Uh, tune in, you can find the podcast. Uh, Odyssey, you can find the podcast. Apple, you can find the podcast. YouTube, you can find the podcast. Social media, Twitter. Uh, threads, we are on Threads. Um, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, like breathing um what else an ig an ig all right so uh wherever there is social media there is a gotham jungle and the podcast you can find i just gave you those avenues and you can also find us on um youtube uh video podcast will come back very soon actually i'm gonna pop a couple up here that i've held on to it i want you guys to see as well all right so go Jew nation I thank you. Goju Nation, you breathe life into me. So I'm pouring into you. You are appreciated. You are respected. Subscribe, share. Don't just talk. Subscribe, share. Um, nothing but positive things as we move this thing forward. Appreciate you. Respect you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Industry rule number 4,080.